in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Right now, it's 106 on this Wednesday, October 19th. And this portion of our... You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. And all you do is if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left hand side, you'll see click on listen live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever people listen from all over maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up the, either the 99.9 fm or the am 1380 it's always an option to go to the website now on the website by the way on the right hand side you'll see there is the link for my facebook page there is the link for the twitter feed blue check mark by the way there is the link for instagram and there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else. And it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, if you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have meet John DePetro. That's me. Hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have radio show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did. You click on radio show. Everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop. There's merchandise. You can shop. And then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support All the right, show. JR, sorry advertise about that. I don't show. know what for the life of me. All right, let's go back to cost of living because you briefly touched on that, Joe. I mean, it is really the top issue for voters right now. We're talking, you know, obviously everything costing more right now. So what did you think about the candidates? Who did a better job of addressing that particular topic? Well, Alan Fong kept going back to it all night. No matter where you were in the debate, he went back to the cost of living, talking about $5 gasoline, talking about the inflation under the Biden administration, and that Seth Magazine is going to be part of that. So I think Alan Fong had the advantage on the cost of living because he kept going back to that all night. 
So uh, Alan Fung has said last night he'd be an independent voice right. for the people of Rhode Island. Is that messaging undercut by the fact that he's getting a lot of sport, uh, support from the Republican Party, including uh, in the, within the week or so, a fundraiser in Boston. Steve Scalise right. will be there. Uh, $2,900 a ticket. So he's trying to maybe separate himself from the big party, right. but can he do that? Well, again, Seth Magazine is trying to push the fact that he is part of the Republican administration. I think Alan Funk's trying to say I'm independent, but I'm also moderate. I'm a moderate Republican. Like, I'm not going to support a total be national ban against abortion, he said last night. So, I mean, he's trying to show some independence there from the Republicans. It's going to be hard to do. But, again, the second congressional district is a lot more independent than the first congressional district in the state of Rhode Island. Let's talk about the timing of this debate. I mean, it was a much different story during the primary, right? So we have the debate last night, fresh in voters' minds as early voting starts today. I mean, last time the early voting had started. And then right. we have that, these debates. That's correct. The mail ballots just went out also, yeah. and there's like 28,000 of those right now. So this debate is key timing for people making their decisions. They now had an opportunity to see both these candidates in the second district and make a decision which one they want to support. Well, they didn't have that in the primary. All right. Lots of unpack, Joe. Thanks, as always. Coming in bright and early. After you know, folks, I want to, um, I want to just um, play that again from the beginning, just because I think I had a minor technical glitch on my on my end. Right now it's one twelve. I just want to hear the beginning. I want you to hear the beginning of this. Um, and it has to do, in fact, with um, just how last night went. Now, I, boy, see, it's it's not easy being a Republican in Rhode Island. And then that's Steve Scalise, $2,900 a ticket. They're going to hold a fundraiser for fun. I mean, the money is there. He is hoping to just kind of run out the clock a little bit. So I want to hear that. Want you to just play this from the beginning. Here we go. Knew their issues. And I think both of them cut across the message they wanted to get across last night. Seth Magaziner, I believe, wanted to appeal to his base, which is the Democrats, because Alan Fung in our poll showed he was getting a big uh, set of the Democratic vote. I think Magaziner tried to get those back last night. Alan Fung basically tried to come across as a moderate independent and kept talking about his main issue, cost of living. And speaking of that poll, our latest 12 news poll showing Alan Fung leading in what is still obviously a close race. But the poll found 24% of Democrats supporting Fung. So did Seth Magaziner do enough last night to get some of those Democrats back on his side? I think that was Seth Magaziner's main goal last mm -hmm. night. He was trying to get the Democrats back. If he can get those Democrats back, Democratic voters back, he's right now probably even with Alan Fung. The question is, did he do enough? We're not sure. He talked about Democratic values last night, Democratic issues. So it might have moved some of those Democrats back. All right, let's go back to cost of living because you briefly touched on that, right. Joe. I mean, it is really the top issue for voters yeah. right now. We're talking, you know, obviously everything costing more right now. So what did you think about the candidates? Who did a better job of addressing that particular topic? Well, Alan Fung kept going back to it all night. No matter where you were in the debate, he went back to the cost of living, talking about $5 gasoline, talking about the inflation under the Biden administration, and that Seth Magazine is going to be part of that. So I think Alan Fung had the advantage on the cost of living because he kept going back to that all night. So uh, Alan Fung has said last night he'd be an independent voice right. for the people of Rhode Island. Is that messaging undercut by the fact that he's getting a lot of support, uh, support from the Republican Party, including uh, in the, within the week or so, a fundraiser in Boston, Steve Scalise right. will be there, uh, $2,900 a ticket. So he's trying to maybe separate himself from the big party, right. but can he do that? Well, again, Seth Magazine is trying to push the fact that he is part of the Republican administration. I think Alan Fung's trying to say I'm independent, but I'm also a moderate. I'm a moderate 
Democrat or Republican. Like, I'm not going to support a total be- national ban against abortion, he said last night. So, I mean, he's trying to show some independence there from the Republicans. It's going to be hard to do. But again, the second congressional district is a lot more independent than the first congressional district in the state of Rhode Island. Let's talk about the timing of this debate. I mean, it was a much different story during the primary, right? So we have the debate last night, fresh in voters' minds as early voting starts today. Right. I mean, last time the early voting had started and then right. we had that's, these debates. That's correct. The mail ballots just went out also yeah. and there's like 28,000 of those right now. So this debate is key timing for people making their decisions. They now had an opportunity to see both these candidates in the second district and make a decision which one they want to support. Well, they didn't have that in the primary. All right. Lots to unpack, Joe. Thanks as always. Coming in bright and early after another late night. Last All right. Night. Now, folks, again, I listen, I think that was pretty good assessment. And what you didn't hear, and I know this seems um, to some people obvious, but you, you didn't hear him say that Funga clobbered last night. This is, it's going to be, and the Fung people know it, it's going to be a close primary. It's going to be, excuse me, a close race. Uh, there's just no two ways about it. It's going to come down to the wire. If Mayor Fung can pull this out, it'll be by three or four points. Now, this weekend, they're going to have like a union rally. Roger Williams Park, Labor Secretary Marty Walsh coming in, Senator Jack Reed, Dan McKee, Seth Magaziner. They are trying to save the seat. I, I am not convinced that they're going to be able to do that. Now, as far as Massachusetts now, this Globe poll that is out today, it is... And, and again, in staying with, we got to deal in reality. I, 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 I know, I, I like Jeff Deal. You could eat, I know there are some people that just want to dismiss, I don't believe any polls. Hey, you could say the Republicans aren't answering the phones. But you can tell when things are happening and when they're not happening. So I'm going to touch on that poll that's in the Boston Globe. How about this story? Women's charged with unleashing swarms of bees on sheriff deputies in Western Mass trying to stop eviction. She unleashed bees on sheriff deputies trying to serve an eviction notice. I mean, it is just nonstop against police these days. Police are dealing with it on every turn. She's facing criminal charges. Rory Woods, 55, lives in Hadley. Pulled up to the home in an SUV that was towing crates filled with manufactured beehives. Got out of the car, began trying to open the lids to unleash the bees. A sheriff's deputy tried to stop her. But as the agitated bee started getting out circling the area, he pulled back. She then smashed the lid and flipped a hive off the flatbed, made the bees extremely aggressive. They swarmed the area and stung several officers. Putting on a professional beekeeper suit to protect herself, she then carried a tower of bees to the front door of the home in an effort to stop the eviction. <laughs> wow, they were executing a removal, last step of the eviction process. After carrying a beehive close to the front door, tried to agitate and was placed under arrest. Four counts of assault, dangerous weapon, bees. Boy, police, it is nonstop. How about 50 thousand people are expected at the funerals for those two police officers coming up on Friday in Connecticut. 
But I do want to touch on this globe poll because I, I, I get it that people can then just try to argue that a lot of, you know, they don't, Republicans aren't taking polls, fake news, blah, blah, blah. I just, you, you got to know where you are. You got to know, you, you have to know. Where you are. I'm also looking at the story. I meant to ask this about Dan McGowan. Providence proposal could ban more than three college students living together. Critics say it could worsen the city housing crisis. Boy, I I knew the owner of those homes. He was very wise to sell when he sold. That that's see now they want to kick out the saying that some of these homes in and around in and around like piece of places like especially Providence College. That they're almost acting like dorms. But these are the progressives that start to go after it. And they don't like private enterprise. Folks, the woke mob continues to make themselves held. I am, but this, the governor's race right now in Massachusetts. See, I think, I think it would benefit and I think it would have benefited Jeff Deal the more that people see him, hear from him. I, I, this you, you can't just block out a lot of the mainstream media. And I also question. I don't. You, you already have. I don't get the whole thing. You already have the Trump crowd. So, do do you really need to? Attach yourself so much to President Trump. I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. You you can't ignore the guy that's in the office right now. You got to know when it helps you and when and maybe it doesn't help you. And again, I want to once again mention that the you know the governor of Virginia he took the endorsement from President Trump, but he didn't have it come in. Now, I'm not even suggesting right now that it would be wise to have President Trump come in and do anything regarding Jeff Deal. You already have that crowd. So, therefore, you you have to find and convince the people who are not voting for you. You know, I get... Email from people. How come Ashley's not talking about the Second Amendment? Listen, if you're in favor of the Second, if if the Second Amendment is important to you, and you're not voting for her, well, then it's a lost cause anyway. Governor McKee is the opposite. Why isn't she talking about the Second Amendment? I need someone like, why is she putting her kids in the? Uh, I want to hear from her. You're not who she's going after. She's trying to get independent women. Folks, you have to look beyond yourself. If that's possible. Now, Putin declares martial law in annex regions. That's a problem. Trump prosecutors see evidence for obstruction charges. That's a problem. Someone asked me about this other, that is a defamation case that the president is going to, there's nothing that says, he's not being charged with that. 
it's a it's a defamation case against someone that made some allegations against him. His legal problems, unfortunately, continue to add up. Now, this is a different headline. Brady might quit during the NFL season. I mean, personal life issues, Giselle, divorce rumors, forever quarterback reckons. Huh. That, well, now, where is this coming from? Uh, Chris Sims thinks Brady could walk away with what he's dealing with off the field. He was talking with NBC's Pro Football Talk Live along with Mike Florio. Saying that Brady, one of these two, could walk out during the season. I don't know. Boy, uh, number 12, folks, boy, he is in trouble. It's uh, it's actually kind of uncomfortable to see him in in such trouble. And, and, and just, you know, why why is he saying playing in the football in football is like being in a deployment in the military? <laughs> I mean, that is I, I, I um, like, what are you talking about? Playing in the NFL is like being deployed in the military. Don't you fly on private jets? Don't you have 65,000 people cheering for you? Aren't you being paid 25 to 30 million a year? That's like being deployed in the military? Deployed in the military, you risk your life. You're not making 30 million a year. You're not traveling on a private jet. You're not, you don't have 65,000 to 70,000 people cheering you on. Deployed in the military. Boy, Brady is just, he is all these self-inflicted mistakes and wounds. What you see happening right now, it's 124, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. What's happening right now is the red wave is swinging back. I thought... Mayor Alan Fung did a good job last night, but I, you know, he's using different part talking points. He wants to focus on the cost of inflation, which I understand and I agree with and feels that that is what is going to put him over the finish line here against Seth Magazino. But you can't ignore the fact that right now across the country. They, they, have, they did, believe it or not, they did have some momentum back in August. Now, I want to play. This is from Good Morning America, Florida Senate Showdown. And it was a heated debate with Marco Rubio. I want to play this right now. Rachel Scott is in Orlando with the latest on all of that. Good morning, Rachel. Hey, Amy, good morning. Democrats are hoping that abortion rights become the defining issue this midterm election. And it was certainly... You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9. You can always listen online. At- and they're asking themselves, what in the hell did he just say? You've done nothing, nothing to help address gun violence and get dangerous weapons out of the hands of dangerous people. But the night's tensest exchange came over abortion. Rubio has backed a 15-week nationwide abortion ban. I believe that innocent human life is worthy of the protection of our laws. That said, every bill I've ever sponsored on abortion, every bill I've ever voted for, has exceptions. The extremist on abortion in this campaign is Congresswoman Demings. 
Senator, how gullible do you really think Florida voters are? I think those decisions are made between the woman, her family, her doctor, and her faith. Across the country, at least 14 states have stopped nearly all abortion services. And with just three weeks to go until Election Day, the president putting the issue front and center, promising Democrats will protect access to abortion under federal law if they win enough seats this November. Together we'll restore the right to choose for every woman in every state in America. So vote. You got to get out the vote. We can do this if we vote. And of course, that will be an uphill challenge. Democrats have control of Congress right now, and they still don't have enough votes to protect access to abortion under federal law. And they are facing political headwinds. We've been traveling across the country, inflation, the economy, the top two issues that we hear from voters. And polls show that more voters trust Republicans on those issues, Robin. We'll see what happens. See, that's the thing, folks. And that is, without question, people, people support. Good afternoon, one and all. It's 128. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Without question, people trust Republicans more on that issue than Democrats. And I think it was very uh, apparent last night when Seth Magazina, running against Alan Fung, won't even come out with the fact that it was a complete uh, mistake the way that President Biden threw so much money into the economy. And that is what truly has thrown off the economy. And so, I mean, and that comes from Larry Valley Summers. That comes from any economist who will, will tell you the problem right now in the economy is there's just there's too much money that's been thrown into it. And how many people that are uh, listening right now that you know, if you own a business, you can't get people to come to work because there's still too many benefits out there. There's too much money. There's too much money flowing in. The people that don't want to work, people that won't work, people that just want to take government payouts, um, that, that is like a huge part of it. But, but watching this momentum... I thought this is such a golden opportunity if Mayor Funk can can pull this out without question. And it's going to come right down to the wire. Now, as far as Governor McKee and Ashley Kalis, I'm not, I'm just not sure how concerned I think the McKee people feel that they have done enough, that they have done enough to hold her off and as much as they were seeing her maybe as an annoyance she she's got the next two weeks she has to try to really pull this thing um and closer and part of that is going to be to you know try to um she she's got to find a way to get the media engaged the public engaged and also try to bring him down a little bit. I want to play. This is, folks, at 131. This is the Today Show. 
talking about Biden now is going to try to address cost of energy.
Call them today. Do you use propane? Go with Propane Plus. 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. Now, as many of you know, this is interesting now that there's going to be a write-in campaign in Woonsocket for mayor. So, and I'm seeing that Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt, who now has been forced out of office, then she's actually going to be appearing with Governor McKee in North Providence today. I think that's happening right now. And it's all the mayors that are trying to rally around Governor McKee. But, and they have it listed as Mayor Lisa Baldelli, uh, Lisa, Lisa Baldelli Hunt, Mayor. And, and she isn't, you know, she's actually not the mayor right now. But the write-in, um, you know, that I, the, the thing about that is it is a protest. I like people have to have options. The voters have to have options. It's, it's, it's really hard. I know people that have tried to do the write-in campaign stuff in the past. And it's, it's um, I, I don't, now you even have the early voting I, I, it's an uphill climb. It's it's an uphill climb. It it doesn't mean that it's impossible, but the fact that that it's you know when when has that ever happened? It is funny. You'll go on the Winsocket website, Mayor Daniel Gendron. I mean, <laughs> write-in campaign for city councilor who files complaint pops up in Winsocket. I don't. Not impossible. Channel 10 did have a piece on it. I want to play that right now. It's, I'm just trying to, I I am unfamiliar with, some people have, all right, here we go. This is the, uh, writing campaign. The mayor was voted off the job by the city council. Now a Facebook group is organizing a writing campaign. That is supporting the counselor who brought a complaint against the mayor that led to her being ousted. NBC 10's Cal Domowski is live in Woonsocket this evening, speaking with the Page's founder and the former mayor. Cal? Yeah, good evening, Dan and Patrice. It is yet another twist of the tale here in Woonsocket politics. A writing campaign launching earlier this week to take an outgoing city councilor and move her into the city's top job. Campaign signs posted in Woonsocket ahead of Election Day in Rhode Island, but it's this sign on Facebook that's starting to turn some heads. And we're going to get out. We're going to run. We're going to hand them to people. We're going to talk to people. We've got a couple weeks left, so we can do it. City resident Rhonda Sharon started this private Facebook group, Denise Sierra, for mayor earlier this week. As of Tuesday, more than 80 people had joined. Sierra is an outgoing city councilwoman who filed the complaint last month, accusing then-Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt of not performing her duties in office. The council upheld four of the nine charges in that complaint and in a three to two vote removed Baldelli Hunt from office. Sierra abstained from the vote. I think it's shameful and I feel that it's a black eye to our community. Baldelli Hunt is running unopposed on the ballot. I asked her about the write-in effort. I haven't seen it. I was told about it, but we've been really busy uh, working on the campaign. Sierra, who's in Italy right now, says she's aware of the writing campaign. In a statement, she said in part, quote, if the citizens of the city want to support me as a writing candidate, then I will support them as I always have as a city councilor. 
And Paul Delihan tells me that she is not supporting any of the city council, those who voted to oust her in the upcoming election. As a reminder, election day is Tuesday, November 8th. Coming up at 6 o'clock, we'll bring you more reaction from Socket. For now, though, live in Socket, Cal Domowski, NBC 10 News. All right, folks, definitely never dull. Definitely never dull. At 1.39, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. You know, another story is, so Kanye West was with Candace Owens. And Candace, Candace Owens has this movie the truth about George Floyd. There's now a series of these people that come out with, uh, um, that come out with these films. Someone was telling me, you know, they saw the truth behind January 6th. I I couldn't even get through the, I couldn't even get through the trailer for it. It was it was just foolishness. And then. So apparently there's there's also something on George Floyd. Now, so you have Candace Owens is part of a film that they say has to do with the truth behind George Floyd and that he had fentanyl in his system that could kill two people. So somehow either Kanye West watched it or picked up from her that that was in the film. And and so he repeats that in an interview. Uh, and so now, here's the, um, I'm seeing George Floyd's family is suing Kanye West over his reaction to the Candace Owens documentary. And I want to play, so somebody put a clip. Here's what is in the film about fentanyl in Floyd's death. I want to just, how long is this? All right, two minutes. Let me let me hear this. Have the jury believe that it was a neck restraint, it was the knee on the neck, it was asphyxiation that killed George Floyd. However, there was a ton of evidence that George Floyd consumed a toxic, lethal cocktail of fentanyl and methamphetamine. Did it appear that Mr. Floyd said, I ate too many drugs? Yes. Let's put it in perspective. Three grains of fentanyl on the head of a lead pencil. Enough to kill you, enough to kill me. And so they had to continuously inculcate the public to believe that Derek Chauvin intentionally, premeditatively murdered George Floyd, and drugs had absolutely nothing to do with it. As as Lindsay and the toxicologist presented that awful testimony. Do you recall describing the level of fentanyl as a fatal level of fentanyl? I recall describing it in other circumstances. It would be a fatal level, yes, in other circumstances. Had Mr. Floyd been home alone in his locked residence with no evidence of trauma, and the only autopsy finding was that fentanyl level, then yes, I would certify his death as due to fentanyl toxicity.
the greatest lie ever sold, I think, is that the police body cam reveals he claimed he could not breathe prior to being put on the ground. You know, all of that is true, but that is in the Candace Owens documentary. Folks, good afternoon at 143. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. It's a uh, delightful Wednesday. I also want to remind people that there is, in fact, some good weather, beautiful weather that is on the way. Now, today is, is somewhat pleasant, but, boy, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday is going to be a delightful day. Great days ahead. You could be sitting out and enjoying yourself on the deck at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, remember... For all of your shooting needs, firearms, accessories, competition, shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, arms for all skill levels, selection assistance, gun fittings. You can depend and count on our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. He's got a great Facebook page. We talk to him every Friday. Preparation ammo tailored to your needs. And right now, at 144 on this Wednesday, it's possible, mostly sunny, 55, maybe possible that you find yourself maybe a little, you'd like to be a little more liquid. Maybe you'd like to have a little more cash in your pocket. Well, competition shooting supplies. You can either sell your firearms outright to John Francis or you could sell them by consignment to John Francis. But either way. Folks, it's competition shooting supplies. Stop in and see our leader, our friend, John Francis, in 435 Benefit Street. If you're listening right now, may perhaps sometimes someone passes away and the family inherits a gun collection. And for whatever reason, the people that inherit, it's just not something they're interested in. Well, then why not sell it? You know, depending on what type it is, whether it's a handgun or a rifle or what have you. I mean, it could be worth 500, could be worth 1,000, could be worth more. Sell a couple of sell a couple of firearms and walk away with a couple thousand. Why not? And you can either contact him or just go in. You can call him at 727. Pop it and see John. For, I think it's always better to just go in and see him in person. At competition shooting supplies, pop it and see him. You, you, it's um, and and the thing about it is, like I said, you can either sell them outright, or in fact, you could sell them on consignment. Either way, whatever works better for you. So, pop in, see, folks. Our leader, I mean, John Francis, is so knowledgeable. That's why we talk to him. And maybe there's a certain type of ammo that you're trying to find, or maybe there's a certain type of um, firearm, whatever it may be. Competition shooting supplies. 727-1716 is the number. 401-727-1716. He also just posted on Facebook, arrived today, new Taurus model, 357 mag in blue. Wow. Wow. 
The other picture is seven used models tested and cleaned. That Taurus model 357, wow, that is like a um, that is like a dirty Harry. Look at the size of that thing. Just simply awesome. So, folks, stop in and see him. It's John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Well, good afternoon on this uh, sunny Wednesday. So, the campaigns... This is across the country. I'm going to repeat what I had said earlier. And as far as if you are a Republican, you you have options. If you're a Republican and you don't like the direction that the state is going, then you you have options. You know, I think if, if Ashley Kalis can keep the pressure on, today is Wednesday October 19th, we still have another full week, two weeks of the campaign, two full weeks of the campaign. The election is not till the 8th. So what I mean by that is you're voting next week and then you have the entire week after that. That's a long time. Three weekends left. She has the opportunity to make the argument that if you want change and and the Democrat Party, I think it sums up, for those that are following, I, I saw on Twitter that they're promoting that Marty Walsh is going to come in. But it sounds like it's a, it's a get out the vote. It's a get out the vote for, in, in, um, for the Democrat Party. It's a get out the vote for the Democrat Party, and they're going to they're gonna do it at... Raj Williams Park this this Saturday this Saturday is when they're gonna they're gonna have that. And they're gonna try to, you know, they but what I find interesting, look at this. So Governor McKee, Senator Jack Reed, part of a get out the vote event with Seth Magaziner and Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. But look at who they have who's also like part of the royalty. Governor Dan McKee. We'll join the Honorable Marty Walsh, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner, Senator Jack Reed, and members of organized labor at a campaign rally. Walsh is the current U.S. Secretary of Labor, former mayor of Boston. Who's going to be there? George D., Rhode Island AFL-CIO, Governor Dan McKee, Senator Jack Reed, Seth Magaziner, Michael Sabatoni, who got nailed in Johnson on the drunk driving, and Mayor-elect Brett Smiley. We are Roger Williams Park, 10 o'clock. The rally will precede the Rhode Island Building and Trade Movement Big Walk to benefit Big Brothers Big Sisters. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. That is not a business-friendly crowd. It's the, it's the epitome of the opposite of business-friendly now, I also see Barth Bracey, our friend, put out a statement to Seth Magaziner. Check your inflammatory rhetoric in your own house. In a televised debate hosted last night by Channel 12. I want to read this. By Channel 12. Seth Magaziner referred, referred to Rhode Island Right to Life as an extremist group. This comes weeks after Magaziner attacked a fraternal society for Catholic lawyers and judges in Rhode Island, triggered by the possibility they may be pro-life. Founded in 1969, 
by a group of mothers in the Edgewood neighborhood of Cranston. Rhode Island right to life has been a fixture of Rhode Island politics, social services more than a decade. He may be too young to realize that three of the last five occupants was endorsed by Rhode Island right to life. Speaking about this debate this morning, uh, Barth Bracey, Bracey and Matthew Smith shared the disappointment. Is it really extreme to believe that babies and little people deserve protection? And mothers deserve encouragement, respect, and support for choosing life. We encourage him to spend some time volunteering at Right to Life. He, Bart's Bracey suggested the only extreme thing about Rhode Island is how extremely busy we are. With the number of people can't afford the high price of diapers, wipes, clothing, infant formula. All spiked under Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Magazine, Magaziner. He also pointed out an ongoing pattern of ill-informed, indiscriminate attacks by Magaziner. Recently argued his opponent should not serve because of his membership on the board of the St. Thomas More Society of Rhode Island. Magaziner should check his own house. Considering his own campaign treasurer, Victoria Almeida, also serves on the board of directors. While he's at it, Magaziner may want to launch a scrupulous inquisition. How many members own campaign have ever contributed to Rhode Island right to life. I mean, it's just absolutely disgraceful, folks. Absolutely disgraceful. And, you know, my mom was one of those Edgewood women in 1969 in that Edgewood neighborhood that started Rhode Island right to life. It started off as Catholics for life and Rhode Island pro-life and is now as Rhode Island right to life. And it's just, it's absolutely infuriating. And the fact that these people are circling around him uh, as if he, there's no one with a brain that believes that Seth Magaziner belongs. The guy just reeks of entitlement. Now, granted, I am biased because of, I, I just couldn't believe the insulting nature. He is so arrogant and entitled. And he does not care who he insults or what he says. And they are so beholden to the special interests in the unions. It is just so pathetic in plain English. Now, folks, right now, how about the fact Chafee is saying, Chafee is saying, Boston, Chafee expects Magazine to beat Funk. Listen, Chafee doesn't want another Republican winning. Period. End of story. He's, he's biased. Chafee wants to be, he was the last Republican that served in Washington. He doesn't want someone else. Plus, he lives in Wyoming. Now, Chafee says he's friendly with Fung. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. But Chafee is, why, well, I can see asking him. I'm not, I mean, I guess that's fair game. And I guess he was also in town, so then they, it sounds like they were around him, but... Right now, I mean, they are very concerned that Fung is going to take this congressional seat. But Seth Magaziner, he is not the guy. He just can't. I mean, folks, this is, we Rhode Island, this is, I, I just can't imagine. I, I don't know. Ashley Kalis needs to do something in the next two weeks. She's got to shake up this race. She's got to make it closer. She needs to go above 40% and she's got to bring McKee down.
Now, right now, he has at least maybe a 10-point lead. Now, someone's telling me it's 8- to 9-point lead, but she's cutting into him. But even if she is, let's just say McKee's at 44. I'm not going to put her at 40. I don't think she's there yet. Let's put her at 38, if I want to be generous. Or at 36. All right, maybe she's a little bit higher. 38. He's at 44. Six points. I, I, but I don't know. There are those independents that people then could just vote for. There's other people on the ballot. How many, what percentage are they going to get? Are they going to get five points amongst the three of them? Are, are they really going to, are they going to get 10 points amongst the three of them? I'm not convinced of that. If it was just Kalis McKee, I think she has a better chance. But she's going to need every possible vote without question. And as long as there's options, how many, if those independents on the ballot, if they get 3% each, that's nine points. They, they, I think they could take away seven to eight points, which it doesn't sound like a lot. But that means McKee and Kalis are now competing for 92%. And if they were deadlocked at 45 apiece, that's 90. So if someone could get, I, I, I don't know if Ashley Kalis, how high can she go? If you're asking me right now, where does this race for governor go? The question I think is what, what how high can she get to? Fung, you know, Fung tried, Mayor Cranston, granted he had other people in the race, but he had a tough time trying to get to 40%. Fung right now is having a tough time trying to get to 50%. Now, McKee's at 45. Maybe he dropped a point, possibly 44. But can she get to 44? Is there going to be a poll that shows Ashley, Ashley Kalis at 44? If she could get to 44... But can she get to 40? Can she get to 40? It's not a race if she can't get to 40. And same thing for Jeff Deal. You know, it's like being behind in a game. If you're down 20, 18 or 20, if Jeff Deal's saying if we could only get to 40%, same with Ashley Kalis, by the way. But but Maura Healy is apparently doing much better than Governor McKee. Healy's in. If we're to believe the poll, 55-56. McKee is right around 44-45. McKee feels he can go a little bit higher and win it at 48. He feels he can win it at 48. And then even if she gets to 40-42, and then he wins by six, he won't be over 50. But then those independent candidates, the three of them, could end up getting like nine points. So then you have the, you know, the race right there. So, but Ashley Kalis can also, she can't count on, I'm going to toot them up in the Channel 10 debate. Folks, this portion of the program, 159, brought to you by It's My Health. Pop it and see Maria. Are you on Menden Road right now? You are? Well, right across from Davenport Restaurant, diagonally across is It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, that historic white church. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products, 
right now. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, it's 159. It's John DePietro. I want to thank JR. We had some minor glitch earlier. I want you to stay tuned. The write-in campaign is underway in the race for Maryland socket. All right, we'll do Facebook Live later. I'm back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Enjoy this Wednesday and stay tuned for WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.